This is Bruce Friedman of Adult Side Broker, and welcome to Adult Side Broker Talk, where each week we interview one of the movers and shakers of the adult industry, and we give you a tip on buying and selling websites. This week, we'll be speaking with sex therapist team Stephanie and Fox of Evolve Your Intimacy and the Kinky Coach. ASB Cash, the affiliate program for Adult Site Broker, would like to announce we've doubled our affiliate payouts. That's right. Now when you refer sellers or buyers to us at Adult Site Broker, you'll receive 20% of our broker commission on any and all sales that result from that referral. You can either place a link to us on your site or refer buyers and sellers through an email introduction. ASB Cash is the first affiliate program for an adult website brokerage. Check out asbcash.com for more details and to sign up. Now let's feature our property of the week that's for sale at Adult Site Broker. We're proud to introduce for sale a transgender tube site with over 120,000 unique visitors daily. The site is a custom-built tube. Videos are encoded at a very high quality. There are four grades of video. It will auto-adapt to the best quality based on the user's connection. Premium quality and downloads are only available to members who have a paid account. The site script can take a lot of traffic, with the current server being at only about a 10% load. There are over 30,000 videos. Retention rate is 85%. Only $274,000. Now time for this week's interview. My guests today on Adult Side Broker Talk are Stephanie and Fox. Stephanie and Fox, thanks for being with us today on Adult Site Broker Talk. Hi. Thank you for having us. Thanks for having us. Hey, it's a pleasure, and I'm really looking forward to this. Now, they're partnered in life and business and are happily open publicly about their non-monogamous relationship. Stephanie and Fox are a dynamic duo who have a passion for helping others discover their relationship's true potential. Having met on a dating app for a quick hookup, they immediately knew this is a relationship that had the potential to be much more. After many years together, they've designed their personal relationship to fulfill their individual desire and needs, which include an open concept and strong communication. Stephanie is a bisexual and Fox is straight, and they both thoroughly enjoy sharing their intimacy with other people. Together, they feel that it's unrealistic for the other partner to fulfill every sexual desire and need. So they invite others with similar relationship styles and interests to share in the fun. Stephanie is a certified sex therapist, a licensed professional counselor, adult and sex worker specialist, and alternative relationship specialist, and a board-certified relationship intimacy and sex education coach. Ooh, that's a mouthful. Okay. Fox is a sexual assault victim intervention specialist, sexual assault prevention and response specialist, and a crisis intervention specialist. Together, they own the Kinky Coach, spelled with a K. A kink-based professional platform, bringing together professional educators and users. Stephanie and Fox, a podcast for education on intimacy, relationships, sex, education, and communication. And Evolve Your Intimacy, a guidance center providing counseling, coaching, workshops, retreats, and education for those seeking to educate, enlighten, and evolve their intimacy. Stephanie and Fox have appeared on numerous TV and radio shows and have been widely published, especially in the kink and lifestyle areas. They've also won multiple awards and are on prestigious boards, including Pineapple Support, 
who Adult Site Broker proudly supports. Um, sorry, that's all we have time for today. Okay. Yeah, um, have a good night. <laughs> <laughs> that's a uh, that that's a heck of a uh, that's a heck of a uh, bio there. I think that's my record. Evolve your intimacy or EYI. Yeah. So Evolve Your Intimacy is a guidance and counseling center. And our our main focus is to educate, enlighten, and evolve the intimacy of others. Mm-hmm. So we know that relationships are hard and there really isn't a guide for this. No one's ever told you how to be in a relationship. It's true. So what we do is we help couples navigate all of that and learn how to communicate and um, work through sexual disappointments, mismatched libidos, all kinds of fun stuff. (laughs) Sounds good. So who is Stephanie personally? Ooh, Stephanie is, babe, how would you describe me personally? Um, Stephanie, I would classify as passionate, uh, uh, dramatic. She wears a heart on the sleeve. She is Southern, loud, and she <laughs> is just loving. I mean, I, she is probably the most loving and accepting person I have ever met in my entire life, and that is not an embellishment. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> I mean, you awesome. tolerate me. That says a lot. <laughs> That's awesome, and I, and I love the uh, I love the Southern accent, Stephanie. That uh, that adds a lot. It, uh, <laughs> it it is intense at times. I try to hide it. <laughs> Do you? Do you? I do. <laughs> well, I, and, and since we're recording this on January 25th, I'm not even going to bring up that 49er Cowboy game. Yeah. <laughs> wasn't, wasn't the best. <clears throat> That's okay. It was good I'm for me. It was good for me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so who is Stephanie professionally? Well, that one I can answer. Yeah. Um, I'm a licensed therapist in Texas and in Florida. I recently just got certified for certified sex therapy, and I'm in the dissertation phase of my PhD program where I'm going mm. to have a doctorate of clinical sexology. Mm, wow. So I tend to be a reality-based therapist. So I okay. kind of tell, or I don't kind of, I tell you what you need to hear, not necessarily what you want to hear. Good. And I cuss a lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of what I do in counseling. That's awesome. So, uh, so if I, if I came to you for counseling, you kind of, kind of give me an idea of what I would, what I would experience. Yeah. So it really depends on what you're coming for. If we're going to stay with the same realm of relationship counseling, we would automatically start off with, well, what brought you here? And I always ask, what is the thing that made you say, fuck, I need to reach out for counseling. (laughs) And so most of the time the clients tell me what that point was and then we work backwards from there it's a it's a puzzle um what's the what's the longest um period of time you've uh, you've counseled somebody oh well, well i do retreats so mm. we we've done the 3 day retreats i mean in terms of i mean in terms of months and years oh oh wow so my goal is to work myself out of a job i don't want to keep <laughs> you because i have other people i need to help yes with that said I do have a few lifers and I, I think my longest one right now is uh, three years, but that's Jeez. severe trauma. So I'm just going to say that's a very long one. That's not, not very, uh, very common, I guess is oh, what I was sh- going to say. Oh, sure. Sure. So who is Fox personally? I guess, I guess Stephanie gets to answer this one. Right. I was like, let's play the same game. 
Oh, yes. wow. Fox, he loves hard, but he only loves those that are I love. The, yeah, he <laughs> loves. So he's the kind of person that will tell it like it is. He doesn't try to hurt your feelings, but he's not going to try to sugarcoat anything. And um, he's actually genuine. You don't meet many genuine people in this world, and he is True. truly genuine. It's hmm. awesome. Well, that was very nice and political for my dad. Why is that political? <laughs> I, I usually get told I'm very stoic, intimidating, and I don't talk much. Um, but I truly do love people, and I do have a very knit, tight group of friends. Um, and I don't open that circle up very often. Yeah. <clears throat> Where I'm all about free love and loving everybody. He's all about not. <laughs> no, I, I, that's not true. <laughs> I also love very openly. Um, I have been in uh, polyamorous relationships in the past. And so, I, you know, I'm all about the free expression of love. It's just that I don't trust very many people. My careers have taught me to demand someone prove themselves uh, at the same time, give them that same respect. Mm. Okay. So who is Fox professionally? Um, so I'm medically retired military. I just retired as uh, federal law enforcement two, is uh -huh. it two or three years ago now. Three. Three years ago. Um, <clears throat> and that led me into uh, my work with Stephanie. So I'm also a um, relationship intimacy and sex education coach as well. And then I also teach skydiving on the side. Uh, <laughs> I moonlight as a skydiving coach. Wow. Wow. Oh, How yeah, is that? <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead, Stephanie. Sorry. I was just gonna say, oh, yeah. And part of Stephanie, is she skydives too. <laughs> so how skydiving? Tell me about that. Um, you know, so a lot of people hear that term, and they freak out and say, Oh, I'm jumping yes. out of the plane. And I'm like, Well, technically, you don't jump, you fall, yes. uh, you fall on a curve. <laughs> So you don't get sick to your stomach. And when you're up there, you it's bliss. It's like yoga uh, or yeah. meditation because mm. you have nothing to think about but making sure that you survive and <laughs> land safely. Yes. Um, <clears throat> in the meantime, you are with some extraordinary people. Uh, skydiving is very much like the alternative lifestyle. Um, hmm. where it doesn't matter how much money you make, who you are, even really what your name is. Everyone is out there for one purpose only. And everyone, for the most part, has the utmost respect for each other. And we all are just one big family. Wow. I'm way too much of a pussy to do that. Um, so um, too, too afraid of death. So tell, <laughs> tell me the story about how the two of you met. Okay, I'm going to tell my short version, and then oh, she's going to say she's going to tell you the right one. So, okay, uh, <clears throat> we both had just got out of relationships. Uh, mine, I think, longer than hers. <laughs> I'm less of the slut here. Just going to put that out there. And uh, <laughs> I say we met on Tinder. We were both just trying to hook up, and after the first date, I realized, oh, she's attractive. She has intelligence. She's street smart. Maybe I should not fuck this one. Uh, maybe mm. I should hold out a little bit and see where it takes me. That's my story. Yeah, and I say we met on Bumble. Either way, we met on a dating app. Yes, we were both looking to just hook up. But um, yeah, he wouldn't give it up. So he made me wait Oops. six weeks. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was terrible. 
So you trying all the way. <laughs> Slutty Stephanie was out there. Mm, wow. Wow. Yeah, it, uh, it must have been disappointing for you, Stephanie, uh, being on a being on a hookup app and uh and not uh not getting it. That must that must have really sucked. It did, but it was worth the wait. I mean, I stuck around a little bit longer. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. Do do you two do uh do you two do um coaching and therapy together by the way uh so we do um it's two different companies yeah one is uh stephanie's counseling service which is beautiful beginnings counseling and then we have evolve your intimacy which also has therapists oh that's and right. certified coaches um but that is mo- that is a coaching platform okay Okay. So that you're in together. Okay. So what's the difference between coaching and therapy? Well, so in coaching, the coach helps a person achieve like a specific goal. And they decide that it's person per person. Everybody that comes into coaching has something that they want to achieve. On the other hand, a therapist really helps the people deal with the problems and difficulties that they face in their life. And it's just very deep and internal level where coaching is kind of superficial. Coaches get to be friends. Therapists get to be professionals. Professionals. <laughs> we also don't have as many CEUs, um, which is nice. And we don't spend the same amount of money to get that LPC or therapist title like we do as a board certified coach. Mm. Yeah. Spend <laughs> a lot of money on these licenses. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, what are the what are the expectations between coaching and therapy? How are they different? Sure. So, <clears throat> I, I want to say the expectation is relatively the same. Um, someone comes in, or somebody's, or persons, whatever that looks like, and they either have a goal, or an issue, or a complication, or a hardship, or, or what have you. And they want guidance. They want help in either resolving that or finding a way to adapt their life to involve that if it's something that is going to be around forever and ever. Amen. And so there's there's not much difference when it comes to that. However, uh, as Stephanie defined, you know, coaching is more specific goals. It is more client based. Um, so we do have, you know, a plan put in place, but it's not a treatment plan per se, like it would be from a counselor or a therapist. And it, it, as, as she already stated, we are very much a professional friend. We can get away with a lot more. We can talk about a lot more. We can get extremely personal where even though therapists can do that, there is a fine line um, with their ethics board on what they can and can't get personal with. Sure. Sure. So we talked about expectations. Now, what um, what should they expect from a coaching relationship? What would, what will actually happen? Right. So, um, when someone signs up with our coaching platform, uh, you, you go to our website, evolveyourintimacy.com. And initially we have an initial consultation, which is free, uh, last about 30 minutes. Hmm. And really that's the time for the client just to word vomit anything and everything <laughs> they need to around whatever situation is going on. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the coach will take notes. We take about 10 minutes in talking to them, um, A, resolving what we heard, saying, hey, this is what I heard. Please correct me if I'm wrong. Um, this is what I think would help you. And then we put them with a, a suitable coach. Um, some coaches have 
different strengths than others. Uh, for instance, myself, I am stronger with polyamorous couples and non-monogamous couples than I am with anything. Uh, and then also communication, um, where other coaches have other strong points. So after that, they set up their own appointment. They last anywhere from an hour to two hours. We try never to go past two hours because after that, nobody's really paying attention <laughs> and not much else is getting resolved after that. Um, and, you know, it is literally a back and forth. Clients talk a little bit. I'll intervene, ask some questions, some clarifying questions, try and give some resolve or some tools. Um, and that's pretty much what a session looks like. And then we repeat and repeat and repeat until the client feels, hey, I have all the tools in my tool bag that I feel are necessary. Um, and then we tell them, look, you've graduated from us. You don't need us anymore. You can always check back in. If you guys have a hiccup, we're always here for you. Um, and unless there's a major issue moving forward, really just check in with us. Um, you know, and, and that's pretty much what a coaching relationship looks like which is very different than a therapeutic relationship. Okay. And I'll ask you about that in a second, but the coaching relationship, it really sounds a lot like the relationship between a coach and an athlete. Is, is that, is that uh, reading it right? Yeah, that's actually a very good way to put it. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Now the same question for a therapeutic relationship, what will they, um, what will they experience? Well, <laughs> so the therapeutic relationship is a lot different than the coaching relationship because I have specialty training that the coaches don't have. And that's me with the anxiety, the depression, the trauma, all of that stuff that I've focused on for so many years and then add on to it the um, sex therapy. So a licensed therapist, they're highly trained in dealing with the mental health topics like depression, anxiety, infidelity, and so much more. What we do is therapists identify a person's like a, in a person's life when they're what's causing them to be stuck from progressing and from living a, a really healthy life. And so the therapist really helps clients with emotional regulation, improve communication skills. We strengthen self-esteem. We promote behavior change. We really dig deep and figure out what the cause of the issue is. We make some connections, we unpack it. And yeah, we just really work on that very deep, deep level. Lots of tears sometimes, lots of laughter. You never know what you're gonna get in a session. Yeah, I guess. Sex therapy must get a little bit tricky because, you know, and relationship obviously as well. But I mean, sex therapy's gotta be I don't know, kind of, uh, uh, more than a little bit sensitive because I mean, I've been, I've been, I've done relationship therapy with my, with my wife before we were married. And, uh, I, I have a pretty good idea of how that goes, but I, I have a little trouble imagining, okay, I go in and uh, I talk to people about our sex lives. That's gotta be a lot more touchy. It can be. It can be. Absolutely. But at the same time, the people coming in have been living with this for so long that they finally got the courage to say, I can't do this anymore and I need help. So they're already coming in with a mindset of, OK, we've been dealing with this for so many years, so many months, whatever, and we just need some outside help. And so they're, they're already really receptive to it. So the sensitivity is not as great as what you would think for like, you know, just somebody going to therapy and then all of a sudden sex gets brought up. Mm, okay. 
So how is sex therapy and coaching different from regular therapy? There must be some big differences. Yeah, so there is. So, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, hon. So a sex therapist is also a licensed mental health professional, but they have an extensive education and training within sex therapy. So, um, Mm -hmm. you know, topics like sexual function, lack of desire, mixed match libidos, intimacy and fidelity, um, all the way to, you know, past sexual trauma, maybe childhood trauma, uh, you know, erectile disappointments, painful intercourse, how to have healthy sex. Communication is also very much a big thing involved with that. Um, did I miss anything, hun? No, you didn't. <laughs> yeah. We spend a lot of hours focused on sex. Sex has been my focus, what, for the last three years now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All things sex, good, bad, and ugly. It's been my focus for 64 years, so. <laughs> I, I agree with that. Now, see, I study sex, sexology. Now, I, I love to have sex, and I've been doing that for quite a while. But the study of sex, I've been in, engrossed in for about three years. Solid. Okay. No breaks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you, you've, you've uh, mentioned, Fox, you've mentioned uh, mix-matched libidos a few times. Talk about that issue. How prevalent is it and how do you fix it? Okay. <clears throat> so I'm going to do my best. Uh, and then I'm going to let Stephanie definitely chime in because this is, this is really her thing. But I have, I have been learning along the way. Hmm. So to my understanding, you know, mixed match libidos, a lot of people take that personally because one partner or more partners, depending on what your relationship, you know, uh, status looks like, is either a lot more highly sexual than the other or others. um, And and then, of course, the opposite. And a lot of people tend to take that personally, like, well, it has to do with me. Right. So, for instance, if I woke up tomorrow and for whatever reason, I am now hyper hypersexual. Where let's say, you know, Stephanie is hyposexual, you know, I may look at my wife and go, well, it's my fault or I'm not attractive enough or I'm not trying hard enough or she's bored with me or she's cheating on me or, you know, or, 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 and there's a bunch of ors. Mm -hmm. When the true issue behind that normally, commonly, I actually don't like the word normal, commonly (laughs) is either miscommunication it's something within the person's body. So the chemical makeup, their body's behaving differently age or again, communication. I mean, communication is huge when it comes to mixed match libidos because sometimes the person doesn't even know what's happening with them. They just know that they are not lacking sex in the same pattern or frequency that they used to go ahead. Cause I see, I see you looking at, (laughs) I see you're looking at me like, Oh, but there's more. Oh, but there's more. (laughs) Also, part of mismatched libidos is there could be something that a client is hanging on to from 20 years ago. And once we get down and we start breaking down all of their their brakes and their accelerators and all of that fun stuff that Emily Nagotsky talks about, it might come out that, you know, at one point you said that I looked terrible in this lingerie and I've held that on. I've held that forever. And now I don't ever want to wear lingerie And I never want to have sex again because of what you said 20 years ago. And that can come as a shock to some people. The the partners are like, what? Where did that come from? And so really diving deep and trying to figure out what the base of it is. There's always a root to it. Unless there's something 
hormonal or there is something medically wrong, I always tell um, the very first thing I ask is, have you been to your doctor and have you had your hormones tested? Have you had your testosterone tested? What do we, what are we working with, with those levels? Because as we age, those levels decrease and that's a real thing. Sure, and sure. that can really cause mismatched libidos. But if it's all on the up and up and everybody's healthy, okay from the doctor, then we start digging deep. And, you know, if they can't overcome this, then we get to look at different styles of relationships. What can we do to help to help with the, to help you guys overcome this and stay as a couple or a throuple or whatever the dynamics are? Hmm. You you mentioned uh, you guys have mentioned communications a lot, which obviously that's that's huge when we're talking about relationships. How many issues that you have people present to you? have to do with nothing more than communications? I would say 80%, mm. if not more. Okay. Okay. Um, but can I, mean, I say this? We are not taught how to communicate. We weren't taught that in school. We weren't taught that. Most of us weren't taught that from our parents. And we don't mm. have healthy relationships to model our new or our existing relationships after. The templates suck. Yep. Hollywood templates suck. You know, you your parents probably weren't the best, but, you know, here we are just trying to make it. So no one really has that template to go off of. That's when you that's why therapy, even if it's a coach or anything, is so awesome for any couple, because we provide you with that narrative, that language, those skills that you weren't taught ever. Yeah. Yeah. They don't uh, they don't have school for relationships, do they? Not at all. They don't even have sex education in most places. Yeah, yeah, they had that one. They had that when I was in high school, many, uh, many eons ago. Um, and I, I hear they've eliminated it. How, how much of a problem is that? That is a huge problem, especially here in the United States, because mm -hmm. there is no one way to teach sex education. It is mm -hmm. state by state, and depending on your geographical location, depends on what type of sex education you get. And in mm -hmm. some states. Sex education is a mere sentence of don't have sex until you're married because it's a sin. End hmm. quote. End sex education. You've now been taught. So reframe, use abstinence until you're married, and then only use sex for procreation. Yeah. And it's, it's, so it's, it's absolutely terrible. So a lot of our kids nowadays are learning from porn, social media, TikTok, uh, whatever website they can conjure up without looking at the sources. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's outrageous. And, it's and how, scary. Much, how much of a problem is that for the, the adults that these people become? Well, they have unrealistic ideation, unrealistic expectations. Wow. I can talk of <laughs> what sex is. Yeah. So if you're raised on Hollywood porn and you think that sex well, that's completely unrealistic. And so they're going to have lots of disappointments when they're starting to have sex. And it doesn't look like that. The woman doesn't sound like that. You know, he's not having just mind blowing, life altering sex every single time. And so people get confused and they really, man, those those unrealistic expectations can kick you in the ass. And then you get into a relationship and, you know, you, you expect one thing and that's not that's not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And you also mentioned porn. Now, we're obviously very, very porn positive on this podcast. And, you know, I 
I, I broker websites in the adult space. You folks are, are very much a part of the adult industry and then the kink community. But how much of a problem is it when young people watch porn and expect that that's kind of the way things are? And again, I'm not looking to, to bat. I'm not looking to bash porn because there's enough people doing that for us. But oh, absolutely. How how much how much of that is a problem? Well, considering I was on Playboy for a short time, uh, <laughs> I'm going to let Stephanie answer that. But it's it can be a problem if they don't know what they're properly looking at. Well, yeah. If they get a hold of ethical porn, mm-hmm. that is more realistic. They're going to see bodies that look like theirs. They're going to see maybe some more jiggle in, in some of the the stomachs or little butts, you know? And so it's not, they're not perfect. They're going to see vulvas of all shapes, colors, sizes, and, you know, they're not looking for that porno perfect pussy is what I like (laughs) to call it. But they're, so it just really depends on the, the type of porn they're exposed to. Yeah. If it's the ethical porn and we've got some really good variations and representation, then I don't see anything wrong with that. But it's when we get into that unrealistic Hollywood and I call it Hollywood porn that, Mm -hmm. and and that's what we were all raised on. Yeah. 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 Yeah, And you know, it's also, you know, ethical porn doesn't always have a cum shot. Doesn't, you know, not every single woman takes it in her mouth or in her butt or on her face or in her eyeballs or, you know, all these other unrealistic things that last for me. A lot of these. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, um, <clears throat> it's just, that is not what sex looks like all the time. That's not even what sex looks like m- most of the time. Yes. I think I've only had sex like that, but just a handful of times. <laughs> yeah. And also you don't want the women to expect a 12 inch cock or the men to expect, uh, you know, massive, massive breasts and a perfect body because then they get disappointed. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So what are the most common questions a sex therapist gets from clients? Give me some. Okay. So some, the most ones, um, am I normal? Everybody Hmm. wants to know, am I normal? Yeah. What the hell is normal? (laughs) That's my question to them straight. What, what the hell is normal? So I, everybody, yes. Uh, that's just my question. My, my answer to every question. Yes, you are. Well, okay. Well, what does that mean? I don't know what that means, but you're normal. Damn it. Move on. Um, another question. I love is, her. <laughs> I see the, I see the attraction immediately, Fox. <laughs> feisty, feisty. I love it. I love it. And, un- and I, I'm not even going to say, unfortunately, fortunately, what you see here and what you hear here is what you also get in the office because I'm, I'm real. I'm not going to mm-hmm. have anybody. I don't know. I don't blow air up anybody's skirt. I guess the best way to say it. <laughs> but another common question is, can I learn to orgasm? Hmm. And your answer? I'm sorry. He's Fox is looking at me crazy and I don't know what he's doing. No, I, was just like, I want to go next after you're done talking about, oh, well, can I you orgasm? Could, like slow down those hand signals and let me answer questions. <laughs> So yes, you can learn to orgasm. Now, is the orgasm going to look the way you expect it to look? Probably. However, you can get there. It's it's a slow buildup over time. And so there are so many, I have a, a course that we've um, 
we're going to be putting up on our website and it's, it's going to teach women how to orgasm and teach men how to help their woman orgasm. Nice. Yeah. Oh, that's, and that's, that's, and that's just so important too, that, that both sides are, are, are looking out for the other. Oh yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. So another one we get, um, and and this is from men and women is what's the average penis size is mine too small, too big, too thick, (laughs) too skinny. You know, is anyone going to appreciate it? Am I going to be able to give someone pleasure with this thing? And it's, you know, what's good for the goose may not be good for the gander and vice versa. It's true. Not every woman or man wants a 12 inch penis. I can tell you. Yeah. I have one prior military buddy that was 11 and a half inches and the blood flow issue he had (laughs) was outrageous. And he could only stay hard for about 15 minutes. Oh God. You know, it's we're taught as kids or I was taught as a kid, you know, back in the late seventies size matters. It means everything. Okay. Um, you know, you say that. And then since I've gotten to the world of sex, I can tell you that does size matter to a certain extent? Okay, sure. Does it mean because you're smaller than the average person that you can't provide pleasure? Okay. No. Mm-hmm. Every woman's vagina and vulva is shaped differently. The depths are yep. different. The canals are different. Mm-hmm. So you just have to match yourself with someone that can appreciate your size. Yeah. yeah. You know, you also have your tongue and your hands and your words and the rest of your body. Not everything has to be about penetration. Big time. Big time. Mm-hmm. Not to. No, so no. another question that we get a lot, mm-hmm. and I love this one, is do you watch me have sex? Are you going to have sex with me? You know, yeah. Are you going to put on a whistle and a coach's uniform? Because you're a sex coach, right? I'm here to tell you. That's you know, terrible. I you know I'm, I'm getting I'm getting that picture and and in my mind and and it's pretty fucking hilarious. I I think there's actually I think if uh, if uh, if an enterprising uh, porn producer is listening here, I think there might be a scene in this. Oh, absolutely! I have the costume because we joke about it when we go to hedonism too, and uh, for sports night we wear Again. our <laughs> dress of a sex coach. Is legitimately. Yeah. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, I went. I went there once. Unfortunately, it was Christmas week. Bad week to go. Aww. Anyway, I was going to say there's uh, unfortunately in hedo usually never enter the same sentence. Yeah, I've never heard that before. <laughs> this is true. This is true. <laughs> So, um, and what, what's your answer to that? <laughs> how do you, how do you address the, uh, the, uh, whistle and the coach's uniform? I always say, well, I hate to disappoint you, but no, I will not be watching you have sex and I will not be having sex with you. Aww. And I can tell you about, about 30% of the husbands are like, what? Or, the, you know, I mean, some of the <sighs> guys, I say 30% of the people are like, what? I'm like, okay, well. I, I don't tell her about half of the emails that we get. <laughs> ask one always requesting Stephanie and I'm like, well, that's the way it should be anyway. Uh, but B with that actual same question, you know, <laughs> Hey, does this mean you're coming to our house? No, no, it does not. <laughs> love it. Love it. So is sex therapy and coaching mainly for non monogamous people? Uh, so no, absolutely not. It's for any, it, you know, it's not even just for couples. It's for any person or persons, couple, whatever that looks like, that, you know, either A, wants to jump ahead because we Mm. have a lot of young couples now that come to us right out the gate. Good. They just started dating or they're talking about marriage and they come to us and say, okay, we don't want to screw anything up. So here we are. 
and there's no real underlining issue. It's just mm -hmm. maintenance. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you want to get it right. <clears throat> right. Exactly. Uh, you know, and then it's just for anyone that feels that they may need guidance, advice, or they have an ailment or an issue or a concern. So really okay. it's for anybody. Non-monogamy or monogamy has nothing to do with whether you should come to sex therapy or coaching or not. Okay. I would like to add to that as well. Mm. It's for, it's definitely for individuals. So mm -hmm. I have, I have a handful of male clients right now who are struggling with micro penises and, mm. you know, they just don't feel like they'll be able to perform or, you know, they're struggling with different areas of their, of their anatomy. And so that's been fun too. I mean, you don't have to be in a couple to work with people or to work with a sex therapist or sex coach. I mean, it's, it, you could come by yourself because I mean, you have sex with yourself, don't you? I try. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, EYI has a podcast. Tell us about it. Sure. Um, so we is, it's evolve your intimacy with Stephanie and Fox. You can find it on any major podcast platform. Uh, I just say, go to our website, evolveyourintimacy.com and you can find it there. And we talk about the unknown subjects, the taboo, and we bring a lot of professionals on that are experts in their specific field. Uh, we also bring on couples and individuals as well. And, you know, we get into those real conversations. That's uh, awesome. Like real conversations. Like we had a gentleman on that had a, uh, that had penis surgery and he had a penis pump placed into him. Jeez. And we talked for a whole hour about him, you know, his journey, his wife's journey, because their journeys were separate concerning the event, um, you know, and then what their sex looks like now, what their intimacy looks like, um, you know, so we do that. And then we interview people like Dr. Ari Tuckman, and we talk about, hey, it, when you have ADHD, how does that affect your sex life? Or does yeah. it? Because it absolutely does. It sure. definitely, you know, alters your choices. Mm -hmm. within your sexuality. Yeah. So we talk about pretty much everything. Uh, and, and then, of course, every now and then, we talk about our own personal sex life. Uh, mm -hmm. But that's far in between. But there are some episodes in there. Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Sounds exciting. So what's in the future for EYI? Well, so much. <laughs> we have workshops. We have a coaching platform that has ah, got to be built. It's, it's, it's being built. It's built. It's just not live yet. We have workshops. We have, um, self, self study courses, self help. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's so much, what our goal is to help people have, I guess, find a common language yeah. and talk about sex, but also to, to remove the shame and stigma sure. because coming from Texas, the South, <laughs> um, sex is just not a common subject around here. And if it is, well, just bless your heart. You just need to go to church. <laughs> yeah. It's really yeah. our goal. That's so true. <laughs> yeah. So our main goal is just to have uh, an all-encompassing, you know, platform that, and it's built into our name that truly helps people evolve their intimacy, mm -hmm. whatever that looks like to them yeah. under any dynamic period. Absolutely. So what's your advice for others in open relationships? Ooh. That is such a <laughs> large question. That's a loaded question. question, yeah. Go for it. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, so I've been in alternative relationships for over 23 years now. 
um, between swinging, non-monogamy, and polyamory? I would say 100% communication. If you don't talk, I can't listen. If mm. we don't talk, you can't listen. And if neither one of us talk, neither one of us can be heard. Yeah. And therefore, we can't understand each other. Yeah. You know, communication is a, it's a very scary thing for many. Yeah. Uh, people fear judgment. They fear the reaction, um, you know, and they fear being chastised. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> open up. You would be absolutely amazed at the response that you will get from your partner if you bring up whatever sexual based concern you have just directly and openly and sure. but don't attack them on it you know just say hey this is what i'm looking for this is how i've evolved do you want to jump on this train with me and just have that honest and true conversation i want to add to that of course I always, of course i always add <laughs> i want to give permission to anybody and everybody who's listening right now that want to do something different in their relationship. I want to give you permission to do it. You get to design your relationship any way you want it. It doesn't matter what society says, religion says, your mom says, your aunt says, it doesn't matter. This is your relationship. And as of today, I'm giving you permission to begin marriage number two, relationship number two, and use all the information that you have and all the, the pain, the memories, the good, bad, the ugly from before this today and use all of that to create it however you want it to look. It's yours to design and I give you permission to design your relationship. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I mean, there really are no rules, right? There shouldn't be. There shouldn't be, but there are. Yeah. You know, society has. Society has rules, but my, but my point is, I mean, there was a time where there wasn't anywhere where gay people could get married. Now there is. But I mean, the the norms, they're really more norms, they're not rules. But if you're in a relationship, you really don't have rules, right? You have boundaries, and those should be negotiated mm-hmm. within the within the, the dynamic of the thruple couple individual. individual. You know, I, I think maybe if we're talking on rules, the only rule should be love yeah. or care, right. whatever that looks like to you. Because, you know, not everyone in a relationship is in love, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to benefit the relationship and not just yourself, you're going to go very, very far. Yeah. You know, Stephanie said something. Uh, actually, I think she typed something just the other day. And I, I just I never even thought about this. And I was like, this is truly amazing. You know, when clients come to us, we don't treat the client. We treat the situation. Yeah. And, and that's what we go after. Mm. And, and we tell them that. Yeah. You know, you're the client, but really our client is whatever situation you've put in front of us. The relationship. Yeah, the relationship or the dynamic of what you're trying to resolve, uh, especially, you know, because we do have some individuals that come to us as well. That's what we're treating. And that's what we're providing guidance for. It's not for you as a person because you're biased and you're going to have certain wants versus needs and they may not be positive for you or whatever relationship that you're in. And, and we're going to be honest about that. Fantastic, guys. I, I was really looking forward to this, and now I know why. Uh, <laughs> Stephanie and Fox, I'd like to thank you once again for being our guests today on Adult Site Broker Talk. And I hope we'll have a chance to do it again really soon. Absolutely. Absolutely. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. My broker tip today is part one on how to buy a site. 
The first question to ask yourself is what kind of site would you like to buy? Would you like a tube site, a cam site, a dating site, a membership site, a social media site, or something else? If you want to buy a membership site, what type of site do you want and what niche? There are literally hundreds of niches and many sub-niches. For instance, let's say you want to buy a gay site. Under gay, there's bears or mature, bareback, Asian, Latino, amateur, bi, black, euro, and fetish, along with many fetishes under that classification. Plus, there's hardcore, jocks, porn stars, solo, trans, twinks, and uniforms. Straight has even more sub-niches. I can't tell you how many people contact me and just say, I want to buy a site, or I want to buy a pay site. I obviously need more information than that. How you make this decision should be based on these factors. What interests you? What you enjoy should definitely play a part in what you buy. If you like men and want to make money on a straight site, that's probably a really bad idea. Same thing if you're straight and want to buy a gay site. So what you like plays a part. What's your budget? This is something you need to establish at the very beginning. Not only do you need to know what it is you're working with, but some classifications of sites are more expensive than others. For instance, if you want to buy a campsite with any traffic or revenue at all, you're going to need a lot of money. In fact, to buy any established and successful site, it's going to be really expensive. If you buy a site that's pretty much just a platform without traffic or sales, you'll need a huge investment to build it up. In that case, it might actually be as good or better just to start your own site. That way you get exactly what it is you're looking for. We'll talk about this subject more next week. And next week we'll be speaking with Ivan of Alt Erotic. And that's it for this week's Adult Site Broker Talk. I'd once again like to thank my guests, Stephanie and Fox. Talk to you again next week on Adult Site Broker Talk. I'm Bruce Friedman.